Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Wallet Wisdom, a podcast presented by Lake Michigan Credit Union. If you're new to the podcast or have been listening for a while, Wallet Wisdom is a podcast designed around breaking down the ins and outs of financial aspects, as well as helping bring answers to some of banking's more confusing or complex questions. I'm one of your hosts, Brett. On the mic, the wonderful co-host, Lo, how are you? I'm doing well. It's another beautiful day in the LMCU neighborhood. It, it is absolutely amazing mm. how fast the weather has changed in the last two and a half weeks since yeah. probably our last podcast. Melting to chilly. So That's right. I'm okay with it. That's right. Um, on sabbatical today, producer Matt, um, we are, uh, we're running the board ourselves today, Lo, I... I'm d- listeners don't expect anything from us on this because if we mess it up, it's because Matt's not here. <laughs> we miss you, Matt. Yes, indeed. Well, um, as always, we have a great episode. In fact, a, a little bit of a special edition of Wallet Wisdom as we are coming into the spring summer time frame. We've got um, homes that are being built. We've got all kinds of exciting um, opportunities with Pray to Homes and uh, ways for you to learn about um you know, any remodeling work that you want to have done or things like that. Um, and so in the studio today, we have the very knowledgeable and multi-talented Meg Dunn. Welcome. How are you? I'm good, Brett. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. Meg, uh, just for listeners to know, is uh, our vice president of mortgage production here at Lake Michigan Credit Union. And um, we're so grateful that you're on the show. But you've got some, you've got some guests with you today. I sure do. She packed the house for yeah. us. She, it's wonderful. She did. I want to take. I want to take the pressure off myself. So, you know, <laughs> deflection. I like exactly. it. <laughs> I love it. That's right. Um, well, joining us in the studio as well, we have Amy Pottinger, who is the owner and interior designer of Refresh Design. Welcome. How are you? Thanks. I'm gr- uh, glad to be here. Doing I'm great. so glad you're here. And and I'm excited because I've got so many interior design ideas and um, I'm going to have to pick your brain both on air and off. So Love it. Let <laughs> them know it. when they're not good ideas, yeah. please. <laughs> For his it. wife's sake, let's just get that out of the way. We can do that. We can do that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, also joining us, we have the executive officer of HBA of Greater Grand Rapids, Priscilla Lyon. How are you? Good. Just happy to be in the company of people. It's nice to see. <laughs> it is so true. Yeah, it is so true. And, uh, you know, we're, we're excited to also uh, chat with you a little bit, Priscilla, and, and learn what's kind of happening in the world of home construction and, and home building. And uh, so, yeah, I, uh, I want to just kind of dive right in um, so that we can maximize our time on the show. Um, but, uh, you know, kind of just starting things off, Meg, I was just going to ask more so with, um, kind of the, the, the way that the climate is right now in, in how uh, inventory is so low when you're trying to buy a house. And so everyone's like, well, now maybe now is the time that I consider really building my house, you know, or building a house maybe for the first time or your second home. So, um, I guess. Can you walk us through just understanding um, how that process kind of even begins? If I'm like, man, I'm, I want to buy uh, build a home. Sure. Well, I guess, you know, before I even uh, agreed to do this, I don't think I told you guys that I'm actually going through this personally. So it's, it's actually a good experience, but oh, yeah. for us, it was really just, um, it started at the beginning of COVID and driving around because there was nothing else to do. And um, <laughs> we just kind of got that bug. But I really think that one of the things that you need to think about if you decide that building is for you is you really need to spend a lot of time thinking about, well, where do I want to build? Mm. Mm. Do I want to be, do I want a lot of land? 
do I want neighbors? Do I want a house? Do I want a condo? Do I want to keep mowing my lawn or do I want someone to do it for me? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that that's really kind of the important thing um, mm-hmm. to start with, right? Because you got to find out where are you going to put that house if yeah. that's really what you're looking for to build. And then I think, you know, after that, it really comes down to what do I want in my new house? Sure. And I'm sure that many of us have a list of things because we've all been in our houses so much for the past 15 months. <laughs> That's right. Oh, my <laughs> word, yes. <laughs> and I think that you've, we've had time to evaluate our homes and how they work for us and if they don't work for us. Sure. And if we were starting fresh, what that new home should have. Yeah. So it's kind of what my husband and I are doing. Um, you know, we've evaluated office space. We've evaluated living space. We've evaluated the fact that we've have two sons that are moved, you know, grown and flown type of thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think those are all the things and it's, it's something, it's a process for sure. It's not something that you can just on a dime say, I'm going to start building tomorrow. For sure. Um, if you're going to do it, it's, you know, think it out and, you know, obviously connect with the right people. Right. Well, and it's funny too, cause to that point, and I've been watching so much HGTV mm-hmm. uh, and then you look around yeah. your house and I'm like, yeah. Oh, and then, yeah. And I was telling my dad just recently, I'm like, yeah, I think, um, I think I want to knock out that wall and I'm going to need to want to do that. And this, he's like, I think you just should build a house at that point. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so uh, probably but, not a bad idea. I know it's so true. Um, so I guess, you know, seeing as you're going through that process right now, what, what was kind of that process for you and starting to think about, you know, what, uh, what do I want in my house and design? And, and then I guess from there, where do you go? I mean, wh- who do you talk to, I guess? Well, I think some of the first, the biggest questions, you know, once you decide that is you obviously need to figure out how much I can afford. You need money for that? Yeah, oh, exactly. Man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, you know, for me, even though I'm in the business, Um, I still sat down with one of our loan officers because when it's personal, it goes to a whole different level, right? You kind of lose your brain a little bit. Emotions get involved and uh. exactly. (laughs) So I met with one of our loan officers and I think then you have to look and say, okay, well, do I currently own a house? You know, how much equity do I have in that home? If I sell that house, what's that going to look like? If I'm a first time home buyer, you're going to want to talk to your loan officer about what kind of down payment do you have? Yeah. Um, Those are all big things because- you need to look and say, okay, what is the monthly payment that I am comfortable having? Sure. And then how does that monthly payment equate to what kind of house and size mm-hmm. and amenities and things like that, that I can put into my home? Yeah. So, you know, you don't want to, you know, you, you referenced H- HGTV earlier and I laugh because you watch those shows, right? And Amy's <laughs> over here laughing because I think she knows where I'm going with this. And you have these first time home buyers that go through and they're like, well, I'm looking for walk-in closets and I want granite and I want open concept and da, 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 da. And I want to spend $150,000. Right? Or you get the other side and they're unemployed and their budget's a million dollars. And you're right. like, what is happening? What, right. what do you do? How so, does this work? You know, so it all yeah. needs to make sense. And that's really where, you know, partnering with the right people, the right builders, um, the right designers, and, you know, a loan officer will help you get that process started. And I think you hear people say sometimes, oh, building is a nightmare. It doesn't have to be. Sure. It absolutely doesn't have to be. You just need to align yourself with the right people and it can actually be very fun and enjoyable. That's awesome. Would you say then that it's best to meet with the mortgage loan officer first before you try to find a builder? So you kind of have a 
grasp at what you can do? Yeah. I think, you know, I think they can kind of go simultaneously um, yeah. because it's a process. You're going to, you know, talk to people, walk through homes, see, you know, if that builder aligns with what you're looking to do, this kind of size houses they build and things like that. So I think you can do it in tandem. Sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. You know, it almost seems like whether you are, you know, listeners, if you're, you know, we're looking to buy a home that's out in the market or whatever, or thinking of, you know, building your house, it's still a very similar process. You, you know, you might be looking at wanting to buy a house and you're like, Oh, well I want four bedrooms and you know, three bath. But if you're building, you're just kind of doing the same thing, but now you're getting to imagine that for mm-hmm. yourself, but you still got to get approved. You still got to know how much you can afford. Cause you might find out, well, maybe I can't build the four bedroom three. Sure. I might have to do a, a three bedroom two with a unfinished basement for a minute. You know, yeah. your so. eyes, your eyes can definitely get bigger than your wallet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for, <laughs> for sure. sure. Yeah. For sure. So um, with that in mind, you know, thinking through what you can afford, I'm sure that what, when you get into like some of the design perspectives and you get into some of the thoughts of what kind of finishes you're looking for, that can start to play into, you know, I'm sure, you know, what one product is to another, it could be a vast difference in cost. So you need to kind of have that. So where do you mm-hmm. kind of start with that? I'm, I'm going to guess that that's the reason why you have Amy here. Yeah. I was just going <laughs> to say, I think that's a great segue for me to hand the mic over to Amy because, you know, you do, you start out with a budget. And, you know, you have to work with someone who knows, okay, you know, here's, this is what's in the budget and this is what's out. Yeah. And, um, you know, I can get into it right now. I was going to hit it for a little bit later, but, you know, there are going to be um, some things to consider if you do go outside of budget. And sure. so maybe I'll let Amy talk a little bit more about some of the design stuff and we can talk about the financing piece. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So one of the, Things I love having uh, talks of bullet pointed lists, like in the beginning, even if it's a wild, crazy million dollar, my dream house list, that's okay. We can start with that sure. and whittle it down. So that's kind of what my job is to help you prioritize those areas. And even in designing a home, like you mentioned, you can design a home. Maybe you don't finish the basement, but maybe mm. you put everything into the kitchen right now and add, Sounds up, like me. add things on later, <laughs> you know, and, and that's, well, and we'll give you, you know, designers will are great at that too. They can give you, you know, Hey, maybe you should put your money to start in your kitchen or in your home exterior, because you're not going to want to change that. Right. Or, you know, all your main living spaces, spaces that you're in one that sometimes gets neglected is like, um, owner suite bedrooms and oh, bathrooms, yeah. because how many you wake up there every morning, you go in that bathroom every morning and, um, the way that I approach design is it really affects your your psyche and your well being, as we know after being in our homes for the past year, right? <laughs> right. Make each I, side the best side of the bed to wake up on. Right? Exactly. Wow. Yes. There's your new slogan. You're welcome. Totally. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to preach to that one as much anymore because everyone's like, "Yes, please change my house right now." Yeah. Um, but so when you're considering things like that, even with budget, but consider your lifestyle too. You know, do you have small children? Are your children going to grow up in this home for years and years? Do you have a job where you you might move in five years. All these things are important considerations, even when you're looking at like budget and materials. Do you have two giant dogs? You might want a different kind of floor <laughs> no than kidding, maybe right? if you were an empty nester and you don't have grandkids, you know? Um, so considering how you live is one of the first points. Also your wish list, dream list, because we can always prioritize off of that. And then um, looking at just what's, yes, what's beautiful, but also what's practical. Because if you have that beautiful marble countertop, but you don't want to take care of it and you get wine stains on it, you're going to hate that countertop. So, you know, some of it's education. And if you love that marble and it works for you, then absolutely, you know, go for it, go into it knowing, you know, what the upkeep is. And 
if it's worth it for you. So prioritizing is huge, you know, where budget materials, all of it. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. What are the like top materials that you're seeing right now? I know for a long time it was granite. Mm-hmm. Are we seeing that still or um, are we in marble and quartz? <laughs> quartz is very popular. However, I have to say some of the funkier, cool granites are kind of coming back okay. too. So it depends. Like we're in the middle of what I would consider kind of a trend shift right now as far as color goes. We're kind of getting out of the cool grays of the early 2000s mm-hmm. and switching over into warmer grayes and warmer color. Mm. Um, a lot of organic feel. So like you'll see a lot of black and white. Black is big, but then they'll throw in like a white or a white oak, like a warmer wood mm. with oh, that. Sure. So yeah. and but I always I always take the approach to trends is, you know, pick a couple that are fun for you, but design design timeless and throw in the fun trends yeah. you know, here and there. But. Well, and I would imagine, too, like there are some things that are easier to update later down the road yes. if the trends change like change yes. versus other, you know, materials that are like, Absolutely. this is going to need to be a little more evergreen on yes. this, you know, right. we're totally. selling our house right now. And we just purchased, well, in the process, mortgage is in processing right now. Um, That's but awesome. the same thing, we look at what we did five years ago and we're like, should we paint that before we sell? Like, are they going to sure. want to see something different? I don't know. White everywhere. I, what do I do? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. I think we're doing okay. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, I think too, um, when you're looking at not only is it just what the trends are, but what you like, you know, like you said, you know, you get to live in that space. Um, you create that space. So practicalities make total sense. You know, for me, you know, I've got kids that are starting to get a little bit older, but being practical about, you know, do you need a mud room for all of their football gear and hockey gear and yes. or whatever else, you know, and, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, if you don't have kids anymore and you've, they've moved out of the house and you're like, well, you know, we want to have more of a, a nice movie room or something mm-hmm. that's, you know, or art room or something, you know, mm-hmm. that's, yep. that's interesting. Absolutely. Mud rooms are always a must in West Michigan. That's yeah. one of our number one, one things. We always say too, you know, you're designing, you, when you're designing and building a home and you have small children, Oftentimes people tend to get stuck in that life stage and mm, not think sure. like, oh, I might have an 18 year old in this house someday. With So coming into it with that perspective is good. You mentioned kids is looking at like your longevity of how long you even plan to be there sure. and how you want the house to grow with your family, too. Yeah. And, and I guess, you know, for listeners, um, you know, that are trying to figure things out on their own end, whether that's still in their current home, trying to make some things work or, you know, really thinking this is the time for us to maybe build our house. What would you like suggestions to them of just ways to kind of continue to optimize, I guess, their, their spaces to, to keep that feeling of, you know, it's practical, but yet functional and all the rest. Like in a current home situation. So I like to look at ROI, return on investment. So if you are in a current home, but you think you might be moving, I like to invest in the areas that make sense, which are usually kitchens and bathrooms. Sure. Curb appeal, even though you don't always see money from that, but you will might possibly, you know, could sell your house faster with that. Right. Um, but they also, those are also things that make you happy. So yeah. <laughs> when you're looking at that, so maybe you don't need to gut your kitchen. Maybe you need to paint your cabinetry and add some updated hardware and updated plumbing fixtures. Yeah. So, you know, talking trends, like some of the ways I like to do it is say you love brass. Well, maybe you don't do your entire home with brass, but maybe you put it in your kitchen or maybe you, and that's the beauty of mixing and matching right now is that you can add like a classic white kitchen, for example, but maybe you put in some funky hardware and, you know, it, it updates, it makes you happy, gives you saleable value down the road, but you're not necessarily wasting money either. So. Are there 
common money pits or like mistakes that oh, you see within design oh. that you're kind of like, probably should have chosen something else to work on. <laughs> I would probably say when you go too far with a trend. So like you can see it now. So I can a lot of times look at a home and tell when it was built based on the colors in it. Uh. Um, and so trend cycles are about 10 years ish. And sure. living in Michigan, we get away with a little bit more. It's usually, <laughs> you know, 15. So it's kind of nice. Yeah. Get a little more longevity out of our trends. But so if like, say, for example, the gray trend, if you paint every single room in your home, gray, gray, gray upon gray, like gray can be classic. It's beautiful. But yeah. when you go too far at whatever the trend is, that's a common mistake. People think, well, this is popular. Everyone likes it. I'm going to do my entire <laughs> home in all this. And yeah. so that's that's a common trap, I would think. Like, that's why I tend towards classic elements and then throw in a trend here and there sure. to make it feel fresh. There were some listings I was looking at that I'm like, is this in grayscale? Like, is that a yes. black and white picture? Or what am I <laughs> yes. looking at? I'm not sure. So I totally can see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, and, and I think also for listeners that are kind of on the fence, you know, like you said, they've been living in, you know, their homes now and looking around because of, you know, the pandemic and everything wondering like, is this where I need to stay or is it time for me to maybe move on to a different home? And, you know, with the market, so kind of hot right now, um, you know, there's maybe an option out there for listeners to say, I, if I do a little update here and help build my value in the home a little more, I can sell that and maybe finally build mm -hmm. the home that fits our family's needs. Absolutely. And that's where I would definitely plug a design professional because that's what we do. We help you kind of look at those areas and assess and get those the different set of eyes on what you're looking at to say, yeah, you probably need to move because this home is not meeting your needs or you need to make an addition or yeah. things like that, or it's time to build and, or even builders as well. Like when you're talking, you know, industry professionals that work together, it's really great to have those people in the conversation because in the sure. end they'll save you money and give you a better result where you might not have even thought of some of the things that we come up with. Yeah. Well, and, and I'd imagine too, you know, when you start, you know, for listeners thinking about is this, you know, what should I remodel and will it actually help improve my house value and, and all the rest. I think that starts to go back to the whole question of, is it worth putting all that money in to remodel something to then sell my house? Or should I really think about saving that and using that for building my house. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, when we get into the financial side of it and financing and thinking through now that I know what kind of design look I want and feel, how do I then bring that back into the building space and say, okay, now I'm, I feel prepared, but maybe I'm going to have to go a little over my budget <laughs> than I planned <laughs> now that I'm looking at things. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, Meg, you'd mentioned too, uh, about, you know, options when you start getting into that construction um, process and, and you're starting to build and and say material prices start going up in a way that we didn't expect and what was originally quoted starts to maybe inflate a little and now I'm, I'm running out of funds for my construction right. project. What do I do now? Well, I think first um, you want to know that there's two different ways that you can finance building a new home. Okay. So I think that um, there is what we consider an end loan and then we have a construction loan. Mm. And you really need to talk once you've selected your builder and find out which way they work, what they prefer. Some builders do both. Mm. Some will only do one or the other. So an end loan is where the builder is actually doing all the financing for the building of the home. Okay. And then you are basically buying that completed home from them mm. at the end. Okay. That doesn't mean that you I mean you're still picking everything out, but they're financing that project. Sure. Okay. In, in Lake Michigan, we'll do that. 
We also do what we call a construction to perm loan, where that is, is that Lake Michigan provides the financing and then the builder draws those funds from our financing to pay for the project as they go. And we offer that financing as well. So it really is, you know, between you and the builder, what the builder prefers, some of them, you know, will do both. Some will only do one. Yeah. So that is important um, to know going into it. And then with the construction loan, I think one of the things that, um, you know, it's a one-time closed loan, you lock your loan. That's one of the great things, right? Is that you lock Mm -hmm. your interest rate. And even if it takes 10 months for your home to be built, you're still going to have that interest rate at the end. So that's fantastic um, to do it that way. And then you're only really paying, I think from an educational standpoint, I think it's important for people to know, especially if you're carrying another home, right? Because we've all got to live somewhere (laughs) while that home is being built. Um, You're only then with the new home, you're only making interest only payments on the amount that the builder has drawn. Oh, so you okay. might, ultimately you might be building, let's just say a $500,000 home. Sure. But the interest payments that you're making are only on the amount that the builder has drawn. So at this point it might be that he's drawn 50,000. Yeah. Your payment's based on that. Then he's drawn 100,000, your payment's drawn on that. So that's good to know as you're carrying the cost sometimes of two homes. Sure. Waiting for that home to be built. You don't have to feel like you've got to carry two big mortgage payments. Instead, you have a little bit of, uh, uh, I guess, wiggle room. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, you know, going back to some of the financing that we were talking about before and, you know, the overages and things like that, um, you do have to be mindful of it because when you do a construction to perm loan, right, as we said, like, okay, I closed on a loan and I qualified for a $500,000 construction loan and that was based on this level of things, Mm -hmm. right? So now I start looking and Amy's showing me all these cool, really sparkly, shiny things, <laughs> right? And I think to myself, oh, I really want that, or I really want this, or I really decide that I want to put more money into lighting than what I'd originally planned. Sure. So if you get to the end of the process and you've gone over $10,000, that loan is closed. Mm. You have a loan for $500,000. Mm. So you can't say, oh, can you make that five ten at the end? <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah. you're going to have to come up with that additional money on your own. So I think that's just something that people need to be mindful yeah. of, plan ahead for. Um, I don't know, Amy, if you can speak to this, but I don't think I've ever spoken to somebody who has not gone over even just a little bit. <laughs> She's shaking her head no. So yeah, I mean, it's it's inevitably going to happen. Yeah. So you, you you need to plan for that and make sure you keep some money aside and so um, for that to happen. Would you recommend then when you're looking at, you know, wanting to, you know, get a construction loan, putting some of those contingencies. So maybe padding it a little bit. I don't know how that works, but I mean, is there a way to say, this is my over, but I mean, it's hard. Cause then you don't want to be paying. If you stayed under budget, you're like, Oh man, I'm paying for more than I needed. Right. <laughs> Time to build a playhouse in the back. I mean, <laughs> right. yes, yes. <laughs> well, you can't really just say, Oh, I'm going to budget for overages. Sure. Right. Cause everything kind of has to have a line item when you're doing a construction loan. So you can't just say, Slush fund. There can't be a line on the, on the, on the um, that says slush fund. What? So you've got to kind of keep that. I guess what I would say is, you know, maybe if you originally were thinking 5000 for lighting and you think, oh, I think I'm going to want something fancier, maybe, you know, you can ask your builder to, you know, yeah. increase that allotment. Or, you know, you can also look and say, if I'm sold my house and I'm using the equity from that home and I have, you know, $200,000 in equity, Maybe you think about putting $150,000 of that down oh, sure. on that home and you keep that other 50000 
as your cushion, your overage, furnishings, you know, yeah. any of that. And you kind of keep that little yeah. nest egg. That's very smart. And do that way. Dare we- I say wise. <laughs> Very wise for your wallet. <laughs> uh, now, right now, my husband and I thought about building. That was definitely kind of a plan. And my husband's he works with housing stuff. And so he was like, materials right now, uh, a two by four is way more expensive than it used to be. Are we seeing that people have to readjust loans because of that? Or do builders tend to kind of swallow that? How does that work? Yeah, I, you know what? We are working through that right now okay. as we're seeing it. And we are seeing that new contracts coming in. They are being elevated, right? Yeah. You know, um, you know, I don't think you're going to find a builder that's going to say, oh, I'm just going to, you know, eat that cost for you. I mean, they're they're running a business. Yeah. yeah. So we are seeing that. Um, we are working um, to make sure that there are ways that we can add addendums to contracts that say, you know, contingencies, you know, you will have to pay an overage if this goes up and, and so forth. So I don't, we don't have an exact answer. It's kind of new and it's fluctuating every day. Yeah. Sure. Right. Um, and it, yeah. and it's, it's not just lumber. I mean, it's I remember so when, we were, when we were starting our process, I literally think we had just finished the design phase and the very first go buy your appliances. Oh, because it's taking so long for appliances right now. Oh, wow. So it's just kind of like this whole, it's not just the lumber, it's a supply chain. It's, Mm -hmm. it's a number of different things that are going on, but. And I guess that doesn't surprise me. LMC always does what's best for our members, right? Right. So it's pretty awesome to hear again that we are adjusting where we need to. So exactly. Awesome. And once again, you know, I can't say it enough, but I think it's all about the partnerships. Mm -hmm. Sure. It's all about having uh, a builder that you feel comfortable having open conversations with, that you can have open communication. You know, they're going to tell you exactly how it is. They're going to be with you on the process the whole long way. And, you know, designers, the whole, the whole bit, you can't, yeah. I can't overemphasize that enough. No, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. And, and I think finding that right builder is, I think a really important process, like you're saying, where would listeners maybe really start to consider looking into those kinds of things, um, you know, f- to find a builder or to even know what options are out there, you know, what the, cause every builder has a little bit of a different style and a little different approach. Mm-hmm. So to make sure that that partnership fits with the needs that you are looking for in your own home, where, what is a good way for, for people to find that? Well, I can say for me personally, I mean, even before we decided to build, we went through the parade of homes every year. Sure. Every spring, every fall, we were going through, you know, kind of with those big wide open eyes, like, oh, wouldn't it be great if someday. Wiping the drool behind (laughs) you. (laughs) Taking pictures. uh So I think through that, and it's not always the same builders every year. You do have some consistent ones that are in the parade every year, but I think you can see then, um, you can touch it, you can see it. what kind of quality they do, what it feels like to be in one of their homes. Yeah. So, um, you know, we obviously at Lake Michigan with our loan officers, um, we've got lists that we have on our activation list. Um, we can give some names. Yeah. People are looking for something, but I really think you're not going to have an idea because everyone's tastes are different. Sure. And builders have different, um, you know, ways that they build different styles and you really just have to go and experience it yourself. For sure. For sure. Well, Priscilla, I'd love to hear a little bit more. Actually, I think for listeners too, to understand a little bit more about your role at HBA and what, you know, kind of um, 
process that you have with the the HBA and what you do as executive officer. Um, can you share a little bit about uh, your role? Sure. So we have over 400 members that are um, subcontractors, builders, suppliers in the greater Grand Rapids area. Yeah. And um, all of our members are listed online. So anybody, any consumer that's looking for to work with a, with a subcontractor, they yeah. can go on our website and just kind of peruse and it's organized by a category or they can just type in a keyword. Nice. Um, it shows their contact information and what area they're from. So our role really is providing education for our members and um, being a pillar for advocacy on the national level, especially sure. with like um, situations like lumber pricing. Yeah. And then um, definitely on the state and local level. And then of course, providing networking within the residential construction industry sure. amongst our members and then connecting the as a resource to consumers. That's amazing. So if I'm understanding correctly, you've got actual builders that build from A to Z on a house, but then you also have independent, smaller, like I do granite work. I do drywalling. I drew electrical. Correct. And and the suppliers, everyone in between that are supplying and Actually, Amy is a member of our organization. Ah, see, it all comes full circle. Yeah, it does. The circle. <laughs> That's <of> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I guess when when talking through, uh, I know with HBA and and partnering and doing the parade of homes, another opportunity for people to really get to. Um, experience, you know, like Meg said, experience what the homes are like walking in them, you know, feeling what the cabinetry feels like when you, you roll it out. And if it, you know, soft closes, which is mm. just like a miracle. Blows my mind every yeah. time. With having Ooh. kids, I'm hearing <laughs> slamming of cabinet doors all the time. And so it would be nice to just have, but anyway, um, how does all of the, the, that process come together, I guess, to, to provide that for, for people? Sure. So the event uh, runs like uh, Meg said spring and fall, and it really does give um, the public just that touch and feel and that layout and design space and just really seeing, oh, I actually need a wider space here. Or like uh, Amy said, mudroom, I know is a huge feature. Uh, definitely living in West Michigan. Yeah. It's just something that I always look and re-examine whenever I tour the parade homes. <laughs> yeah. A little just bit for of my own family. Here. Like, man, how can I reorganize, um, you know, yeah. for my own home? But, um, and then of course you see the different trends of materials. So um, for me personally, this past uh, parade, I was looking at flooring and I wanted to see the flooring and we had a few builders that were using similar flooring in different light. And uh-huh. so just depending on where you have mm-hmm. that flooring, what, um, how the light looks on it. Um, yes, you can touch and feel it at the supplier's place, but seeing it actually in the physical space of a home and with the colors, with the cabinetry, with the appliances, um, it definitely gives it that different feel. And then you go home feeling re-energized and like tell your husband, yes, we are going to do this. So, yeah, like a six by 42 strip isn't going to show me a whole lot because there's not the variety from board to board or how the uh, seams meet and stuff. So that's amazing that you can actually go in and in a little perk without having your shoes on. You can test it on your feet and feel how, how now, does they really look at feel? me funny if I lay on it? Is that <laughs> well, kosher? Totally okay, that. cool. <laughs> Smell it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to walk in and I'm just going to see you laying down on like the carpet <laughs> doing, doing like snow, snow angels. angels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these are heated. Priscilla's just going to say like, yeah, just ignore her. Right. She's <laughs> really getting the full we experience. We didn't invite her here. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, I guess when it comes to those building uh, projects and all the rest, um, you know, I guess 
with the HBA, um, like you mentioned, helping to find solutions to to support the builders, support the the consumers as well. We we have been seeing a lot of uh, fluctuation right now in costs. I know with the pandemic, it really kind of put some you know unique spins on things. Um, you know, what are some some suggestions, I guess, for listeners um, as they are considering building a house and knowing that the prices are a little bit in in a weird spot? What what kind of in, um, encouragement could you give them? Certainly. It's honestly um, what Amy touched on earlier is just looking at the spaces that make you feel good and start working on um, redesigning them or remodeling them um, to meet your needs because most likely it's going to meet the needs of the next homeowner and just being prepared to make that transition, whether it's two years from now or a year from now on building or moving. Um our whole market is looking for housing attainability at this moment. So it's, you know, when you move, you're actually helping a, f- a future homeowner. Oh, and by preparing. I know, that's like the warm fuzzies. <laughs> the painting I just did is helping someone good. It's helping someone, definitely. And light some nice candles when you uh, list yes. it. Yeah. Yes, I definitely will. I'm all about the staging. So <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Um, so I guess uh, in wrapping up a little bit, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Prada Homes is going to be uh, coming here into town um, very soon. In fact, um, I think when this uh, podcast goes live, it's uh, kind of the start of our Parade of Homes here, at least in the Grand Rapids area, right? Correct. That will run uh, June 4th through 12th. And what's amazing about it is even if you live out of state, you can still purchase a ticket and view the homes online. Or if you're comfortable, you can go in person. So you can still get both uh, yeah. attributes as far as seeing the materials and the builder's information and some of the homes have 3d tours so that you can zoom in on the space, zoom in and into those brass features on a cabinet. So cool. That's what really cool. What's that website to buy those tickets? Sure. It's mygrhome.com. Awesome. And Lake Michigan credit unions are selling tickets in person. No so. way. Wow. So <laughs> I'm going to guess if you uh, listeners are in the uh, area of a branch to stop into one of those branches um, and talk to uh, one of our, um, wonderful branch staff and they'll be able to help you uh with those tickets especially if you haven't been in a while they miss you they want to see your faces so go on in there (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly well uh, i am so grateful for all three of you for all of your questions or not questions excuse me our questions being answered (laughs) Um, putting up with our questions (laughs) (laughs) exactly um and and just so much knowledge in in really understanding where things are trending now and um, you know, Amy, also, if, if listeners are list, uh, interested to, you know, check you out as well, what's a great way for them to, you know, find you online? Well, you can find me on the HBA website because I am a Aha. designer member, <laughs> or you can find me at refreshdesign.net, or awesome. you could come and see me at Parade Home Number One. I wow. will be there. <laughs> That's They're just awesome. going to walk in being like, Amy, <laughs> you can. You can come find I'm me. in the mud room. I'm, I'm cool with that. <laughs> Awesome. Well, um, again, thank you guys so much. And, you know, Meg, uh, congratulations on your building of your house. I hope everything continues to go well. Um, But uh, listeners, thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Wallet Wisdom. Uh, Be sure to check us out on uh, our social pages and uh, subscribe if you're not already a subscriber. Please do. If you know someone that would love some extra wallet wisdom, let them know. Share the podcast. Yes. We, we like you. We do like you. Indeed. So <laughs> anyway, uh, till the next one. Ta-ta for now. 
Thanks for listening. The information provided in this podcast by Lake Michigan Credit Union is general education or marketing in nature and is not intended to be accounting, legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. Statements of individuals are their own, not LMCUs. All topics discussed are information of a general nature and do not address the circumstances of any particular individual or entity. Consult an appropriate professional concerning your specific situation. As of the date of publishing and any future date this podcast is broadcast, all rates, fees, payments, or other specific figures discussed are subject to change and are dependent upon your specific financial situation. All loan products discussed are subject to credit and collateral approval. You alone assume the sole responsibility of evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any information or other content in the podcast before making any decisions based on such information or other content. In exchange for listening to the podcast, you agree not to hold LMCU, its affiliates, or any third-party service providers liable for any possible claim for damages arising from any decision you make based on information or other content made available to you through the podcast. For more information on any of the content discussed in this podcast, please visit LMCU. Copyright Lake Michigan Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing lender. LMCU, NMLS ID number 442967.